always had a sense that I had to work and help women. In fact, somebody gave me that prophecy back when I was heavenly in the church area, in the church section. And at first I was like, man, I like boys. I like play ball and, you know, I hang with the guys. <laughs> How on earth am I going to help women? But as I grew up, and that was when I was about 14, by the way, as I grew up and developed more things, I ended up in missions for a while or chose to go into missions for a while. And that desire to help people grew and grew and grew. Then I fell into love with business and really helping women take their power and experience freedom through business. So that is what I do now. And I literally feel like it's my life purpose because it lights me the fuck up. <laughs> awesome. Well, one of the things we were discussing right before we came on is this new program you had called Ladders, Coaching Ladders. And I'd love uh, if you explain it because honestly, the idea is absolutely brilliant. Oh, yeah. It's Ladder Coaching Program. And one, one thing that I build my business on is this premise of your business your way. That is what I teach people to do as well. And the reason is because I had a very hard time finding my way in business. At first, uh, to be honest, when was it? Six years ago, I started it for the money. I started business for the money, not this business, but business for the money. Then, you know, I was like, how can I find my voice and do something that I'm passionate about for, with business? So fast forward to when I became a coach, I hired a coach to help me out with starting my business. And she was a coach and I didn't know anything about coaching. So I basically built my business like hers. And as I grew and found my own way inside this coaching world, I realized that I want to do things differently. And that led me to ladder coaching, which is totally different than most people do coaching. And that is you start with a very small fee um, to invest in. And with that small fee, technically you get six months of coaching, business coaching to help you set up your business and everything. But as you hit your financial goals in business, then you have to pay more in order to stay in the program. The reason is um, I've seen a lot of business coaches not deliver. And then I hear the stories and I'm like, I just invested $4,000 and the coach won't even give me ear and is not responding to my messages. And now I can't invest with you right? Because they just invested a bunch of money. I'm like, no, I don't want to take people. I don't want to use people. And I'm a very giving person. But obviously, I must get as well in order to continue doing this. Otherwise, I need to get a job and then I can't coach. <laughs> yeah. So this is how I set it up. You, you start with a very small fee. There's set tiers in the ladder coaching. As soon as you hit that tier, um, you have to portion of what you earned will go back into your coaching. Then we start from zero again. It's not like we build it up necessarily. You start from zero again, then you reach another threshold in your business and you pay again, et cetera, et cetera. And what I love most about this, and it's something that's so authentically you, is that you are earning not only that person's business, but also the money that you make. So you're right. I see so many business coaches. I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen, you know, let me show you how to make yourself a $100,000 a year coach. 
and you're putting all this money up front and then it's basically, well, you're just pyramid scheming the rest of your friends. That's what it ends up being. And I love how you are, you have, this has to be earned. You have to earn it. And I love the fact that you have enough confidence in yourself (laughs) and in the product that you bring to be like, yeah, here it is. (laughs) Try me. Yes. (laughs) I love it. And that was the most scary thing about launching it, right? Because most people tell you in the coaching world, you need to charge your worth, which I agree, which I teach all my clients to do. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I understand how hard it is to spend $5,000, $10,000, $20,000 in order to get business coaching when you just start it. Yeah. And I come from a country where, yes, we are um, close to the dollar. I don't remember what the correct term is. Like our money is tied to the U.S. dollar. Mm-hmm. But it's still less than the U.S. dollar. And we earn in guilders. So it's less. And so when I... 5,000 US for me is 9,000 guilders, right? Um, So I can understand how hard it is in order to invest in that coaching right away. And so I'm like, no, it needs to be more accessible and I need to be able to earn as well. But it's a push on both ways, both sides this way. It really is brilliant. I mean, I have to hand it to you. Mm -hmm. It it challenges you as the deliverer of the coaching and it challenges your client as well to step up. Mm-hmm. And then if you feel like you've gotten something from the coach and you've really gotten value when you start to get that money and you have no problem kicking down to the coach because it's like, hell yeah, yeah. I'm going to break you off. You, you did uh-huh. right by me, you know? Yeah. You wouldn't have gotten there without the coach or at least as fast without the coach. So pay up now. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that I really love about this, your business, your way, is that it feeds actually so beautifully into discover your path, use belief, which is authenticity is where all of our power is. The world doesn't need 9,000 Tony Robbins. We need Mm -hmm. you to show up as you because it's no mistake that you are you here now where you are and what time in history you're living in. There's a reason that you are who you are, where you are. And I love the fact that you are so adamant, even, even though you have these brilliant ideas and you come up with these great strategies, even you are saying, no, do not do this like me. No. Do this like you. And the world needs so much more of other people encouraging the people that they work with, the people that they work for, to really step into that place of authenticity. And I'd just love for you to share why that's so important to you and how you breed that in your clients. Yeah. So the way that I grew up and we have this in common is we grew up in a very strong Christian family, right? You are a pastor's kid. I am a deacon's kid or elder's kid, (laughs) a leader's kid (laughs) that later became a pastor. Um, So there are very strong good and bad beliefs in that. Mm -hmm. For example, the Catholics aren't Christian enough, so they're going to hell. (laughs) That's what I was taught growing growing up, you know? preach. (laughs) So this this whole good and bad, right and wrong type of mentality stuck with me throughout my life, and I brought it into business. So if I was following any type of expert, either 
online for free or I was working with that person and they tell me, you know, you need to go on Google Plus. That was the first ever coach that I worked with when Google Plus was a thing or it was never really a thing, but <laughs> you could use it to get <laughs> rankings on <Yeah>. Google. <laughs> so yeah. that's why he, so I was like, okay, so now I need to go on Google Plus. And I'm like so focused on Google Plus and be like, if I don't do this, my life will literally end and my business will be a failure. That's yeah. literally how I thought, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, eventually I met these other people who are like, Instagram is the thing. You must be on Instagram and you must do with this and this and this way in order to succeed. Don't you dare use bot and don't you dare use follow on follow. Um, right. <laughs> Instagram's going to block you and all of these crazy theories. Um, then they were like email marketing. You must be in email marketing. You know, I went on from, and I keep going like this, you know, and didn't see any success. Mm -hmm. honestly, or at least to the extent that I wanted to see it. So I decided to look inward then. Mm -hmm. and then I started to understand the importance of mindset. Every strategy works if you believe it works. Mm -hmm. And that to me is like, wow. Now I'm not only do I get to do things my way, but it also gives me the control. Instead of saying, you know, Sharon taught me something and it didn't work, Sharon is stupid <laughs> and going to hell. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Sharon taught me this. Did I believe what Sharon taught me is gonna work when I applied it? When I heard it, did it feel good to me? Did it feel like a shadier thing that I need to take? Or is it just information that passed my way that I might use down the line, but it's not for me right now? Yeah, and that is so important. Mm -hmm. It really is. It yeah. really is. Because we as coaches, I mean, we're literally taught when we're learning coaching how belief systems work and how thoughts work and how they change our inner landscape and that our outer landscape is a reflection of our inner landscape. And then... We go out to start a business and we do the exact opposite of everything that we just learned in coaching. We turn away from yeah. our own authenticity. We don't mind what belief systems are going on behind the scenes as we're creating that business and then have the sheer audacity to stand there and be like, well, why didn't this work? Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> So how do you use some of the things that you learned in coaching as you were coming up through the ranks and figuring out which modalities worked for you and which ones didn't? How do you incorporate that into the way that you help other people build their business? Interestingly enough, um, I just did what you just said not to do. <laughs> in that I learned a lot of coaching, but I was then, you know, even though I knew all these things, I was teaching people the business side of things only and forgetting some of the emotional side of things yeah. or not really fully putting it in balance. And so I was teaching, you know, you need to find your ideal client and you need to be on email marketing and you need to have a funnel. All those things are important. Yes, there are basics to business. If nobody ever hears that you exist and that you have something to offer, then they won't be able to invest. That is marketing, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't until the last few months that I really started incorporating 
the coaching side of things in business. And I realized that it's so freaking important. Yeah. I realized so many people didn't invest in coaching because of the fear, not fear that it won't work, but fear of stepping into that greatness. Hell yeah. And it's scary, right? And then I looked at myself and I'm like, how many times was I afraid of growing too much? And I just, a great example of that January of this year, I had an incredible month, had brought in so much business and everything. Then I freaked the heck out. <laughs> right? And I was like, oh my God, I can't handle all this growth. And I, and, I, and I thought I wasn't growing fast enough in order to hire help because I mean, business was overwhelming and I wasn't, and I couldn't keep growing because business was overwhelming. And that was just nonsense in my head. Mm-hmm. And now that I've connected more deep within and dealt with the whole fear of growing, now I'm literally doing, it feels like nothing. <laughs> yeah. And my business is growing because I'm only doing what I love. And now I get to incorporate that with my coaching and be like, hey, you're giving me some nonsense right now. You're, saying, you're telling me you can't teach. You're telling me, I had, a, I had a call with somebody yesterday. I was like, she's like, I can't teach fitness because I don't have any certificate, but I've had all these success that I'm so ready to teach. I'm like, teach it. <laughs> right. You're going to create your own way of uh, fitness because the reason why you did this for yourself is because everything else didn't work for you. Now you want to go back and get the degrees from people that don't know how it works to then apply it to your business. That is not making sense right now. Doesn't, does it? But we do, we get sucked into that. Like I, I often think of like, I don't have a formal education and honestly, that's not anything I would ever touch because if you look at, the college system right now, you end up with a whole bunch of debt and you have a better chance of getting a job at Walmart with your degree than you do in most places that you'd be interested in getting a degree in anyways. And it just keeps us locked in this perpetual cycle of, well, I need somebody else to tell me how to do me so that I can be successful rather than again, like you teach, like dip you teaches who am I authentically and how do I emotionally, financially, and mentally invest in that? Mm-hmm. How do I do that? So how do you help your clients do that? How do you help them get back like you did with this client? Like, why would you go do that when you're passionate and you're having success right now? Why would you go backwards? How do you help your clients that are in that place of, oh, I, I can see the promised land, but I'm so afraid. <laughs> I've, I've brought a lot of intuition into my business, to be honest. And yes, I do have some NLP and I have certain things behind me, but in reality, it's the intuition that works for me. And so with this client in particular, we were on a group coaching call. So the other, (laughs) the other person I was coaching jumped in on her was like, that doesn't make sense. Tag team. Yeah. (laughs) But sometimes that's all people need to hear. Mm -hmm. How what the belief that they formed in their head does not make sense. And it's not that they don't know that it doesn't make sense. It's that emotionally they're so stuck in that particular moment 
that they can't see it. And it's not only them, because I always like to um, focus on that. It's not only the clients, like I'm better than them. It's all of us that do that. Yeah. And for me, community is super duper important. That's why I do everything in group coaching form instead of one-on-one, -on -one, awesome. which some people are like, no, I want one-on-one. I'm like, cool. I'm not the coach for you. <laughs> I'm not going to say, I'm not going to go one-on-one -on -one with you. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the reason is just like I said, that one client jumped in on that other client. It helps that community. I'm a person that I love to hear something from different angles myself and I feel like a lot a lot of people benefit from that too yes like um anything that I teach I love hearing it from different angles because from diff once you get something from different angles then you can either take one of those angles and be like this is the one that works for me or find a commonality between those all of them and find your way Yes. And isn't that what authenticity breeds? I mean, I know so many coaches who don't want their clients or anyone in their communities involved in sharing their opinion or the way they see things. It's just that person's happy hour every day. It's just what they believe, yeah. how they see things. And as a result, their clients and the people who are members of their groups and who are working with them only get that one person's opinion. But when you step into your own authenticity there's room for everybody else to have a different opinion and there's room for yeah. you to constantly grow and change. So I love how you talk about doing group coaching because honestly in group coaching, the person's getting twice their money. They're getting yes. your time, but they're also getting all the feedback of community and some of the, like some of the best ideas I've had, some of the best ideas I've had in discover your path. You have come from sitting with you guys after I've taught a class. Yeah. And just yes. being like, so what would you have done with this? And then listening and, and my products, what I get, what I put out become that much better because of the whole community angle. And how do you use that in creating your own things? It's super important. So many people want to sit, sit down, come up with an idea, offer it, don't even know who's going to hear what, and then be like, oh, it's not selling. Yeah. Truth of the matter is I feel like there's a business trifecta. Mm -hmm. You get to do what you want, yes, but you also have to take into consideration what the audience wants yes, and then what resources you have available to you. Mm -hmm. Oh, what a great idea. Yeah, because, and, you know, if you find three circles that where they inter intersect, that middle spot is the sweet spot. Yeah. So you must listen and see and hear what the audience you're trying to sell to wants. And sometimes what they want is different from what they need. But here's the thing. You got to market what they want and then give them what they need. Oh, that's brilliant. Not, yeah, it's not using people. That's not it. I'm totally against fearful marketing, um, fearful sales. Like, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is sometimes people think what they want, for example, is to lose weight. But deep down, what they want is a better connection and a better self-love with themselves. Mm -hmm. And you must sell losing weight 
which is a byproduct of what you're teaching, and then you teach them the self-love. Because if you tell them you need to lose yourself to lose weight, you need to love yourself to lose weight, some people are like, huh? That don't make sense. I want to lose weight. I don't want to love myself. I want to lose weight. I'll love myself when I lose weight. Yeah, that too. So you got to teach them that. You got to sell them on that one thing, which you do deliver on, but then show them that, okay, we're going to start with these things and this is what leads you there. That's, that's so true, Shady, because we have this tendency that we chase the fads. So whatever it is that people are saying they want, we're going to go ahead and restructure our entire coaching program and get it out there and hope that like it's some type of bait that the, the school of fish is going to actually come and want. Yeah. Understanding that it's you. It's, it's you offering your own unique path from point A to point B that makes your tribe successful because not everybody's going to go along your path. There's, there are a lot of people that no matter how hard you try, aren't going to see that loving yourself and creating that mindset of whatever I see, I love results in losing weight and more power to them. But you can't force, we try, we, we honestly believe that we can coach everybody. I can coach anybody. We don't identify our tribe. We don't identify our ideal client. We chase after fads, and then we wonder why we're not having any success with our business. Sure. And, and there's also this belief that I had, especially, that once I make certain amount of money, then I can sit down and figure out the rest, right? I need to make the money because otherwise, you know, yeah. nothing's going to work. But it's the other way around. Really You've got to figure out exactly what you want, what you're going to do, what you're going to offer, why you're going to offering offer this, and then, um, and then you, the money will come. It the money always comes. Money follows always. authenticity. Yes, it does. So, how do you use a thing like visioning in your coaching sessions with your clients? Clients who are struggling with getting through that, that series of things that you were just discussing. you like, what, what do I want to offer? Why do I really want to offer it? Who is my ideal client? How is this going to benefit my ideal client? How do you use, whether it's a more esoteric kind of visioning where you know you're actually going into a meditative state or vision boards, or how do you use that kind of stuff? Like I know that yours is right behind you right now, your vision board. Yeah. <laughs> how do you use that kind of stuff to help your clients understand that Money and currency and abundance is an energetic frequency that follows a certain set of energetic frequencies. Yeah. I talk about it all the time. And then there's different tools for different people. Yep. Some people can easily believe. For example, my background is church, as I said. You know, that's how I grew up. So the idea of faith, is the exact same thing as the universal energy and the metaphysical things that people teach nowadays that are more popular. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's easy to believe. But for other people, they need it a little bit more structured. So instead of saying, you know, imagine who your ideal client is, they need more like, okay, let's sit down. Where is she from? What is she struggling with? What does keep her up at night? Um, you know, and more like concrete questions in order to envision it. Yeah. And that sometimes doesn't work for certain people. They're like, don't freaking put me sit down and answer 
I don't know how many questions I have on my sheet, but it's like 20, 30 questions-ish about your ideal client. Which um, is necessary. Yeah. Which it is sometimes. I personally, that those type of things don't do much for me. Because I'll sit down and answer all these questions and then still do it my way because I have a vision of <laughs> that client <laughs> in my head. And like, I feel like she needs to hear this right now and it might not necessarily match exactly what I wrote. And that's what makes intuition so important. And it's something that really isn't taught in coaching. Again, because authenticity really isn't taught the way that it oh. could be in coaching. And that is that you have a still small voice. Everyone has a still small voice. And that if we stop to listen to it, beautiful things happen. Yeah. Beautiful. So how do you, how do you get quiet to listen to that voice, especially with group coaching when you've got clients coming at you from every direction? <laughs> how do you do that in a way that helps you stay present with your clients, but also grounded in your own intuition? That is something that in a way I'm still working on the fact of being grounded because, um, I sometimes use a lot of my own energy in coaching. Uh, to be honest. And I've recently learned that it's best to be grounded. And then, you know, you pull from that universal energy into your coaching. However, when it comes to intuition, I'm very, very sharp with it. It's something I've always had, but I've suppressed for such a long time. Yeah. And even in my coaching, in my beginning months of coaching, I suppressed that very much because I would hear that something somebody's saying is nonsense that they're giving me, but I used to tell them, okay, if that's the way you want to do it, fine. Your business, your way. That was me hiding okay. behind like, your business, your way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, you hear somebody say, you know, I want more sales. And then they're like, I don't want to get on sales conversations, but you know that that is the connection they need to make. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not like black and white, like sales conversation is the only way to get sales. Yeah. But at the same time, sometimes you can intuitively hear that's exactly the road they need to go on. But they're giving all these beautiful excuses, which is their fear holding them back. Yeah. I'm going to read a question really quickly from Steve who says, yeah. Sharon, you say it isn't taught. Why do you think this is the same with intuition? Why do you think that authenticity and intuition aren't taught as a mainstay in coaching? Um, because it goes against the, le the right and wrong type of thing. Yeah. And a lot of people feel like there's, they lose their power if people start to do things their way. Yeah. Okay. And I can take um, church, for example, for this. I keep going back to it because I know you and I talk about this yep. a lot of times. Is... A lot of places, it's um, the, what the pastor says or the leader, that's what goes. Yeah. And everyone else can't hear God or can't hear God correctly or something. <laughs> yeah. Because that's how they keep you enslaved in their way of thinking. True. And now, if I all of a sudden tell you, Sharon, that email marketing is the only way for you to succeed, and now all of a sudden you tell me there is messenger bots that you can use instead of email marketing and i don't know anything about messenger bots whoops 
<laughs> yeah, I can't earn money from you anymore. <laughs> but it is so interesting that yeah. the authenticity, no matter how your clients change, there's still opportunity for you with them when you're being authentic. And I love that you talked at the beginning of this interview about the stuff that you didn't know when you started coaching <laughs> and how you've evolved as a coach. Because when we do that with our students, with our clients, we give them permission to not be perfect too. And I know I'll yes. go back to the church thing as well. I was raised hearing over and over and over again, be therefore perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. And there is no such thing as perfection. It just doesn't exist. But then because we're addicted to the idea that one day in the sweet by and by, I'm going to be perfect and then everything will be okay. The one moment we're not living in or for is now. And it's the only place that we have any power. Sure. Sure. And that seems just so, so backwards to me. And I'm looking at the time and it is impossible to me to believe <laughs> that we've just gone through half an hour, oh but goodness. we have. <laughs> my gosh, it seems like we just started talking. I, I want to thank everybody who came in and listened to this conversation. Thank you so much. We appreciate you being a part of this process with us. If you watch this after we're no longer live, please just drop us a hashtag replay so that we know that you showed up and you participated. Shadia, I can't thank you enough, not only in my life and you know encouraging me to do things like this show, but also for just being that one coach and honestly a thousand that really gets out there and teaches don't do it anybody else's way but your own because the people that I see following you like Karen Lowe and the other people that I've had the opportunity to interact with are truly phenomenal people and that's because you have the courage to be you and to know that everything I want follows me being me so thank you for who you are as a person thank you for who you are as a coach and thank you so much for being a guest on the show today any You're welcome. Well, one thing I really wanted to say is that I really encourage everyone to take a look at Dip You, um, which Thank stands you. for Discover Your Path You. I feel like there's so much authenticity there as well. I love how you incorporate like group coaching calls and there's so much you get technically for a very small fee. Yeah. And there's so much opportunity there. And if you liked anything that I talked about and that we talked about, then you're probably going to find some of that in the pew as well, not just with my coaching. So um, check that out. It's awesome. I, my favorite is the coaching deep dives <laughs> with Sharon Froshen. Thank you. Which is you. <laughs> <laughs> which actually, guys... I sat after a, one of these sessions with Karen Lowe, with Shadia, and with a woman named Elsa, whose last name, I'm sorry, Elsa, I can't pronounce. So I think it's Sorgard. Um, and literally, we just sat around and had a conversation about what, what could I do to make this better? And then I incorporated it. So I encourage anybody who's in the process of trying to create a workshop or trying to come up with an idea, by all means, include your audience in the development. These are the people that you're making it for. So yeah. let them have a say in the product that they get, because that helps so much with, mm -hmm. with the ease and comfort that you make it with and with the end product. So thank you for that plug, Shadia. I really appreciate okay. it. Thank you're you awesome. everyone who watched. As always, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.